You are listening to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and I'm joined here each episode with my co-host, Chrissy Dunham. And we just want to say thanks for tuning in. Have you ever wondered what the Bible has to say about worry and fear? Have you ever wondered how to decorate an odd-shaped room? Have you ever wondered how to make a quiche with a sweet potato crust? Well, you're in the right place because we talk about all the things. If we don't know the answers to some of life's biggest, most wonderful questions, the guests we have on certainly will. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Christy Dunham, and I am here with the famous, greatest author, speaker, (laughs) mother, grandmother, and disciple maker, Lisa Clark. Wow. How about that, Lisa? That is just, that just filled my cup. You just put a bunch of positive rocks in my bucket. I'm so glad. (laughs) I hope it's so heavy. You can't even carry it. It is. I'm just feeling so good about myself now. As you should, as you should. Well, we are in the month of March and we are actually recording on a day that doesn't feel like spring because spring has not sprung yet, (laughs) but it is a great day to record a podcast with our very, very famous guest. Mm -hmm. She is all the way from Laurel, Mississippi. Laurel, Mississippi is very popular now on the, what is it? HGTV. It's not a big deal, Chrissy. It's just the number one show, but it's really right. not a big deal. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, um, fill me in. I don't watch HGTV. What's all about Laurel, Mississippi? Well, it's a darling couple mm-hmm. that has gone into, did they grow up there, Amy? Yeah, they're from Laurel. And they are going into the town and renovating homes, like historical homes, um, just giving them a facelift and making them beautiful. So they are redoing the whole city of Laurel, one home at a time. And they're cute. It's super fun. People are coming to the store and they're like, I'm headed to Laurel, Mississippi. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a big deal. I'm like, well, I had a friend get married there and it's a darling town, but I didn't see all these cute houses everybody's talking about. But Lisa and I love Amy. She is a guest of ours, but she's really a friend mm-hmm. and um, she does amazing things for the kingdom with her husband, Kyle, and their children. They live in a neighborhood uh, filled with people that don't look like you and I that are not from the United States, and they are making an impact, and I love that. And she'll send us little texts throughout her life of things that are going on, and it's just simple things, but they're life-changing things. And when I think about Amy and Kyle's ministry, they are making it happen. So we wanted to have Amy on today just to check on her, to see what's going on in her world, because Lisa, I don't know if you've watched the news. I know you don't, but I know that you, (laughs) but I know that you keep up with current events and there's some crazy things going on in our world right now. And in our personal lives, we're experiencing a lot of people that Jesus is calling home. And it's just, a, for me personally, it's just a very strange time. I've never experienced uh, this much death 
close to my family before. We've had a couple of saints die that are older, but then we've had a couple of young people die. And I don't know, Lisa, for me, it's just a very strange time. Uh, yeah, I think it is for everybody, Chrissy. And everybody's asking, I just watched someone today say, are we in the end times? You know, I think that's a question that's gotten thrown around a lot. And who knows, we might be, and it might be 2000 years from now. We don't know, right? That's what the scripture right. tells us. But when you talk to people like Amy and Kyle Pearson, they kind of bring it all back to the main thing and keeping the main thing, the main thing. And if you have not listened to Amy Pearson's podcast with the wonder podcast several years ago, you need to go back and listen to that because she shares how she's turned just her normal everyday conversations in life into gospel centered conversations in life. And since you shared that, Amy, I have shared about you. I call you the high priestess of Kroger. (laughs) And I have, if, so if you're listening now and you've heard me speak at an event and share about the high priestess of Kroger, you are, you are listening to her right now. She is on, she is red hot and she is on this podcast. And uh, so we're so thrilled to have you on and just kind of update us on what does it look like on the front lines of those who are in the mission field, sharing the gospel And over these last few years, when a lot of us have looked up and said, Jesus, are you coming? You know, what is all this about? So thank you for joining us today, Amy. Oh, man, I I am completely honored. I I think of everything that y'all said and you've shared the the highest honors that I get to call you two ladies friends. I know for a lot of women, we're, we're looking for people to mentor us or that we can look up to, that we can go, okay, you're a season ahead. Are we on the right track? Are we, are we doing things even close to, to where our kids will end up right? And, um, and I'm thankful for you two women in my life to, to point me back to Christ. Yeah, the world is kind of crazy right now, right? I mean, there's wars and rumors of wars and you're like, okay, Jesus, I see the sunset. Are you going to step on that cloud? I remember my mom always used to do that growing up and we would like roll our eyes. And now I'm like doing that to my kids. I'm like, look guys, look at the sunset. Jesus is going to walk through that cloud. (laughs) Um, Yeah. When when I was thinking about what I would talk about today, you know, lately I've just been in, it seems like countless conversations the last couple of months. Um, And no matter who they're with, I feel like, something similar has been revealed in all of them. Um, You know, I'm hearing things like, well, I can't do what you do because I didn't really go to Bible college, Mm -hmm. you know, or, and I'd really love to, to lead the teenagers at my church, but, but I couldn't lead those. I mean, I feel like my life's all over the place. Plus I just have kind of a regular job Uh, or I was talking to some young women on Sunday and they said, you know, we're, we're just starting to adult, right? We, we need to figure out what it looks like to have our first jobs and then we can maybe be about sharing the gospel or doing something like that. Um, but I feel like the, one of the main things I keep hearing is, well, I'm just in a regular job. I'm not in ministry or mm-hmm. I'm just a fill in the blank. Right. I'm not this. And so when the enemy disqualifies us because of our past or present, we need to go to the Bible because those statements are not statements of, Um, just insecurity. Those are statements of defeat. I I was listening to uh, this audio book the other day. I love John Mark Comer. I'll listen to anything that he's ever on. (laughs) 
but he was talking about how we have so focused on the Christian life being about our calling uh, that we've forgotten we're in a war. Mm. We've so focused on the journey and the destination and the season that we've completely forgotten that we are in a war and a battle. And so these statements, I'm just a this, I'm not this, those are statements to try to disqualify us from being in war. So what do we do when our head's not on right? When the enemy has so whispered to us that he tells us our identity, we go to the Bible, right? And so I was, I was looking around in Acts this morning, because whenever the enemy tries to disqualify me, because don't kid yourself, we had the Roni over here. And then two weeks later, we got the flu. And I was like, I'm just a woman that gives people Tylenol all the time. I'm not a <laughs> disciple maker right now. So he tells me the same thing. Um, but, but whenever I need to remember who I actually am, um, cause he doesn't get to tell me who the, the Lord tells Amen. me, I, I love to look at acts because I love to look at the church and remember who as believers we're what we're supposed to be about. So I'm just going to read a couple of verses Is that. All right. You bet. Also, I just got out of breath. I'm very excited about this. Okay. <laughs> uh, in acts one there are 120 believers. They are all praying. They're all together in, in unity. And then in Acts 2, Pentecost happens. The Holy Spirit comes. It's amazing. And Peter gets up and he starts sharing. And he shares the gospel, right? He doesn't just live a good life. He doesn't try to be nice. He doesn't just wave at his neighbors. Like he mouth to ear shares the gospel. And in 37, uh, 237, it says, Peter's words pierced their hearts. And they said to him and to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? And Peter plainly replied, each of you must repent of your sins, turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus. And then you fast forward in three and the council meets together. The council is the group of religious people that's ticked that ordinary people are sharing the gospel. <laughs> uh, in 413, I love this description. I love this description so much. I feel like I should have it in calligraphy on my wall or something. But it says the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. And so, you know, thinking about what I what I'd said earlier, we have to renew our minds that we are ordinary. <laughs> Even if you've had special training, it's not that special, right? Because what is most special was when you've sat with someone who has spent hours and hours in prayer and you're like, wow, this person talks like Jesus when they're talking, mm. right? We need to renew our minds that it's not about our vocation. It is not about, you know, even being in full-time ministry. It's not about working at a church. It's not about being older. It's not about being younger. We have to renew our minds that the goal is to be ordinary people with no special training who have just been with Jesus. Oh, wow. Um, you know, if we can wrap our heads around that, then I'm no longer just a mom with Tylenol at three in the morning. I am a Holy Spirit filled disciple who has just been with Jesus. I'm yeah. not just a teacher. I'm not just an author. I'm not just a greeter on Sunday morning that doesn't have the gift of teaching. I am a Holy Spirit filled disciple who has been with Jesus. Wow. Um, and so one thing that we like to say in our job is it comes down to who can and who can't, right? Who can and who can't. And that applies to everything in the Christian life, right? And if you look at Matthew 28, when Jesus says, go make disciples of all nations, 
who can do that and who can't do that? Can a nurse do that? Can a teenage girl do that? Could the Samaritan woman do that? Could the Gerasene demoniac do that? You know, we think about really sharing our faith and loving our neighbors. What it comes down to at the core of it, it's an identity issue. Who told you that you can't do this? Who has told you that someone like me that does it part-time as a vocation can and you can't, right? Is it religion? Maybe you grew up in a, in a, a, a denomination that one person could and no one else could. Um, maybe you grew up and you have a really hard past and the enemy's always throwing it in your face and saying, no, those other people can, you can't. Um, maybe it's fear of being rejected because of something you have going on presently. Who can and who can't? We know the story of the Good Samaritan. In that story, all three of them could, but only one did. Wow. So when it comes down to who can and who can't, if you're a believer, you can, period. You don't need to go to Bible college. You don't need to have a title. You can. And if, and if the enemy's disqualifying you, he doesn't get to decide who can. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I, as I'm sitting here listening to you, it kind of gets me fired up, you know, just like a little fireside chat, just a <laughs> little pep rally. And when you think about how God has made us, when we operate from a place of confidence and security, we have everything we need. God gives us everything we need. All we have to do is access the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, speak through me. Let me have your ears. Let me have your eyes. Let me have your heart. Let me see what you see. And then when we have that confidence and security that he is going to do the work, all we are is a willing vessel then every day, every day, it'll change the way we live. And that's what you do, Amy. And that's what's so awesome about you, that it's constantly at the forefront of your mind, whether you're in line at Starbucks, you're getting groceries at Kroger. Like Lisa said, you are the high priestess. You are the royal priestess over all of those communities. And we need to all live that way. And I think it comes from confidence and security in the Lord. What do you think, Lisa? Yeah, I agree, Chrissy. And I, if we just only, Amy said it, it's an identity crisis. We don't know who we are in Christ. But let me take it a step further because I've been doing a Bible study on hospitality. When you think of hospitality, you think it's inviting someone over into your home and having a meal, right? And that is hospitality. But there's another part of it and I've been so convicted about this and it's giving someone my time. If I'm hospitable in my spirit, like the scripture says, then I will give someone my time. And don't y'all think many times we don't share with someone or get dirty with someone's story or take the time is because we don't want to. We just, mm -hmm. we just don't want to give the time that day. And maybe our heart is in it, maybe it's not. And we just think we've got so many other things, but when it all boils down, there's nothing more important than someone's eternity. And if we don't love people like Jesus loved them, then we're not going to give them the time to share our story, to make that relationship, to build that relationship, and then to go further and ask them, where are you with Jesus? Do you know him? And is, is he Lord of your life? Yeah. And so there's just so much to this. I mean, Amy said that so many people don't share because 
that's not their calling. They're just to this and just to that. And I, I spoke on this the other night and I'm so wound up tight about this because when we say I'm just a mom or I'm just a teacher, or I'm just an accountant, or I'm just a friend or just to this, that we need to remove that word from our vocabulary because the only just we should be using is justified. We have been justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so we are no longer, we are no longer living for ourselves. We are hidden in Christ. And so every person we meet along the way shouldn't be seeing us. They should be seeing Jesus. And then we just become the hands and feet and we're speaking the truth and speaking the gospel and it should become just our DNA. So anyway, I mean, this, I'm, I agree, Chrissy, I, I'm getting fired up just hearing Amy because here she is. She's not where we are. Not she's not as seasoned in her life as we are. Um, meaning that she's a lot younger. Old. <laughs> she's a lot younger <laughs> than us. But here she is with three kiddos at home and making this bold statement in her life that hey, if you've got time to hear the gospel, you're going to hear it from me. I'm not giving this opportunity up to anyone else. I mean, it makes me want to cry because how many times do we waste? an opportunity to share the love of Christ and help someone seal their identity and their eternity. And we choose not to, because we just don't have the time. It's very convicting, very convicting. Well, I know I shared this verse last time, but it's just one of my, I feel like rallying cries from my own heart, but in Acts 2, Peter, uh, Peter tells everyone listening, he says, this promise belongs to you and your children and to all who are far off. This It's too good to keep to ourselves yeah. and it's too good to only share with our children. Hmm. And if we really believe this is good news, we would tell it. And yeah. so, you know, one of my challenges would be get alone with the Lord and read the book of Acts, read the book of Psalms, just sit and read for a minute and remind yourself what good news we're sitting on. I wanted to kind of give a bit of a challenge too, because, you know, we, we always want to be doers and not just hearers, right? Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was thinking about the Good Samaritan and, and uh, for most of us, you know, it was, it wasn't like this in New York because I was walking past people all the time, but here you got to really work for it to walk past people. I feel like in the, in the <laughs> suburbs, but I was thinking, you know, how many people do you scroll by on social media? You know, how many hundreds of contacts do you have in your phone? Uh, who are you sitting by in church? Who are you on a treadmill beside at the gym? Who do you sit by at a football game? Who are you even sitting by in a Bible study, you know, and how important it is to be the good Samaritan in that situation and actually care for people and pray for people and love people, you know? And so we always say you want to care for people through prayer is so easy just to simply send that text um, or even a DM on Instagram and say, Hey, I just have been thinking about you and was wondering if I could pray for you for anything, something that simple. And I do that often just even on my phone and Sometimes I'll get someone reply back, wow, this was the Lord just knowing I needed to hear from someone. You know, this was, this is the Lord reminding me, he loves me. He sees me. Your timing could not be better. Um, And then sometimes it's like, oh, that's neat. Thanks. But we have to remember that we're fishing for men, right? I mean, if you, I'm from Mississippi, if you go fishing, sometimes you could fish for four hours that afternoon, you get nothing. And sometimes you're like my son, Isaac, and everything you throw in, you catch a fish, right? 
but that doesn't stop us from fishing. It doesn't stop you from trying. So if you, let's say your goal is, okay, every day I'm going to text one of my contacts and I'm going to actually pray for them. And I'm going to text them. Hey, I prayed for you today. Is there anything, anything specific I could pray for? You know, if your goal is just to do one a day, Hey, at the end of 30 days, that's 30 people who were prayed for. And what have you done? You've not only prayed for them, but when they are having a problem, whether it's the day you pray for them, six months later, whatever, you've established yourself as, hey, I'm the person that wants to pray for you and wants to care for you and wants to introduce you to God if you don't already know God. So just a simple text. And and sometimes if someone will, uh, you know, text back like, man, this was, I needed someone to pray for me today, because I'll do it with my lost friends too. Uh, and I'll just send back a simple text and say, hey, I've got five minutes. I'd love to show a picture with you that changed my life. And I have shamelessly shared the three circles on FaceTime because, again, when sometimes you're like holed up at your house on a snow day, right? <laughs> like um, the world isn't exactly as social as it was a couple of years ago when I did the first podcast, but we all know a bunch of people. And, uh, and if you don't, start going to the same coffee shop every Monday afternoon, befriend the barista and ask her if you can pray for her. Uh, if she says no, that's okay. You haven't found your good fishing spot yet. Just walk around the lake <laughs> and find a different <laughs> spot. Another thing too that I've done, which I highly encourage, is just a simple post on social media that, you know, these are really hard times. If anyone would be interested in finding hope in the Bible, you're going to be reading the Bible for four weeks. And I've had so many people join those groups. And then some of my disciples have started groups like that. And just countless people going, yeah, you know what? I, I have gone to church my whole life, but I don't feel a lot of hope right now. Or you know what? I've never read the Bible. I don't feel a lot of hope. If anyone wants to learn how to just do one of those simple groups, I have a new group starting March 15th eight to nine in the morning for four weeks. And I'll just show you how to do one. And you can do it at your dining table. You could do it on Zoom, uh, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with. But but I think, you know, if you're hearing the kind of the challenge, because we like to be challenged, right? Like mentally and emotionally, but not necessarily with our hands. <laughs> you know, it, if you dismiss, well, I couldn't text someone or, oh, how weird if I FaceTimed and did the three circles, or I don't know if I could lead a Bible study. I just want to think back to what we were saying at the beginning. If you're dismissing this is not for you, I urge you to sit with the Lord and say, Father, who's telling me I can't do this? Mm. Who's telling you you can't? In America, we're probably not going to die for our faith, but we we do need to die to our comfort and our calendar. Ooh, that's good. If you're if you're saying you can't do this, who is in your head telling you you can't because it is not Jesus? Our, our world really is hurting and wounded and broken, even believers. I mean, a lot of believers right now, we're saying, man, we need like Moses, we need someone to hold our arms up for a minute, right? But just don't be like the priest that just walked or scrolled past. Someone's crying out for help on social media. Ask them if they want to read the Bible with you. Someone hadn't replied for a while in that group text. Call them personally and ask them how you can pray for them. Uh, it, it, I think now more than ever. We got to get out of our heads that we can't, and we've got to be reminded that because of Jesus, 
He has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. Yes, absolutely. We can. If you're a 12 year old girl, if you're an 85 year old woman, uh, Jesus can and will use you. I love it. You know, Amy, I was, I had opened my Bible when you were reading out of Acts 2, and you'll never guess what is in the margin. Hmm. I have I have written, talk about it. Hmm. There was a time in my life when, hmm. now who do you think that came from? That hmm. came from the Pearsons at some point, some time sitting under your teaching where you reminded us to talk about the story. And it starts with, there was a time in my life when. Mm-hmm. I did not have joy and I did not have faith and I met a man and he changed my life. And it's just a very simple one to two minute testimony of what the Lord has done in your life that can change someone's trajectory of their life and they'll have this eternal life. And I don't think it's any mistake that there's wars and rumors of wars and, um, I'm watching Good Morning America, and one of their reporters is in the, I don't even know how to pronounce this island she's on, and it's stunning and beautiful, but it's being affected by weather, and you know, you start to think, gosh, the weather patterns are changing, and and all the things that we know about that my parents talked about, and like Lisa said, it could happen tomorrow, or it could happen 2,000 years from now when Jesus comes, comes through that cloud, but he's coming. And we are to be people of confidence and joy and security. And we are the ones that need to be lifting people up and and telling them we can do this. And we have to tell the story of who Jesus is. Now is the time. Now is the time like never before. I was on the phone with uh, a couple that's in ministry right before we got on this podcast and her words were, Chrissy, every night when we do the, the gospel, and we present the gospel, hundreds come down. The fields are white with harvest. It is mm-hmm. everywhere. And it's, she said, it's so easy to lead people to the Lord because people are so desperate. Mm-hmm. So the time is now like never ever before. And I know for me, I needed this little pep rally and I needed this little victory talk and this fireside chat to remind me who I am, who I belong to. And where my joy comes from, it comes from him. And because I know him and because somebody took the time, like you said, out of their comfort zone, away from their calendar to teach me about him. And that goes all the way back to my teachers at First Baptist Church, Pahuska. So it's just a reminder to all of our listeners, no matter what you do in your church, no matter what you do um, as a living There is a call on your life and it's simply opening your mouth and talking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do. That's right. That's right. That's our great commission. That is it. Those are our sending orders. And Amy, you've just so eloquently reminded us of that today as you and Kyle just empty yourselves for the gospel. We're thrilled to know you, thrilled to be on your team. Love you so much. And um, thank you for sharing with us today on um, how to to just share in, in normal situations. And we're not just anything. 
we we are the redeemed and we have a message and uh, and we and all of us can can share the great message of jesus christ so thank you amy we love you so much absolutely love you all thank you Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. We are thrilled that you've spent this time with us. Just want to say thank you. We also want to make sure you're aware that we have another podcast called Raising Sinners. It's on the Christian Parenting Network. And we would love for you to join us there, too. If you've got kiddos or know someone who does, check us out at Raising Sinners, the podcast for parents. And lastly, Chrissy and I also want to just thank those of you who have been so generous to support our podcast ministry. If you're interested in doing that, we would love for you to go to chrissydunham.org and click on the party table. You can make any size donation and all of those proceeds go to help us with our podcast ministry. So if you've done that before, we thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you'd like to check it out, please do. So God bless you and thanks again for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast.